Welcome to the Content 10X Podcast, the show where content creators learn how to harness the power of content repurposing. And now, your host, Amy Woods. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Content 10X Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Woods, and this week I have a wonderful episode for you about repurposing courses. So I have a great guest on the show, Teresa Heath-Waring. She is an award-winning international speaker, TEDx speaker as well, trainer, podcaster, author, business owner, and she works with businesses and entrepreneurs and marketers to help them enhance their digital marketing and social media efforts. And on top of that as well, She's recognized as one of the UK's top marketing influencers and has spent well over a decade, the last 15 years, working with brands like Land Rover, Jaguar, Rightmove, Leadpages, as well as business owners and marketers all around the world and has a online membership as well called the Marketing That Converts Academy. So, Teresa, welcome to the show. Ah, thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely when you hear the intro because obviously so often you don't. So thank you for all those lovely kind words. No problem at all. Actually, I should say what what was missing from that as well. Did I miss anything? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I want to say congratulations on the recent award that you got as well, because I said an award-winning international speaker, and I know that, I know, I got that. only just recently. <laughs> so, so um, congratulations on that, by the way. That that was awesome. Tell us a little bit about the um, the award that you got just recently. So yeah, I was totally honoured. But what was hilarious <laughs> is I hadn't prepared a single thing because I didn't think I was going to win. <laughs> so then I had to get up on stage, and they were like, "Do you want to say something?" And I was thinking, "Well, I can't. Not really, can I?" So I basically basically just was winging it and just thanked them and said you know I don't I, I wasn't expecting to win but it was ace and and it's a lovely award as well it's this lovely heavy glass thing we've got my name on it so oh, I was brilliant. proper pleased yeah I bet really. you'd prepared um you'd prepared the kind of Oscar smile face <laughs> as you clap as someone goes up and then when it's, it's like wow and there's no pressure but you you know you've got a you just won this award for your um, professional speaking and then you have to wow them with your uh, acceptance and that speech. Speech. <laughs> yeah. I, wasn't that I haven't done <laughs> well, oh no say you say about the Oscar smile I have joked before and we've got mutual friends and uh, I was at an awards with Bizpool and we we were both up for the same award and I was like do you know what I I've got the worst poker face in the world if I'm not happy you're going to see it all over my face (laughs) so I don't think I do a very good job of that if I'm honest so maybe I need to practice that a little more as well (laughs) yeah I think that's I've practiced that before because you you, you're aware that people look at you and don't oh no I'm really pleased for you I saw all the social media hype about it and you you know really well deserved it's nice to hear you've got an actually a really nice award to go there on the mantelpiece as well so it was great (laughs) but I, I digress here so I just wanted to thank you um, for coming on and uh, we're going to be talking today about something I've never spoken about before which is online courses and all of the repurposing opportunities for creating them and then like marketing letting the world know about them as well so I know that you you know you've got your membership and you create a lot of online courses so um, tell me a little bit about what what are the courses that you create what format do they come in? So basically, I started off with one course that I did because I had 
I'd always helped other people do online stuff. I'd help people launch memberships and courses. And I knew I wanted to get to doing it myself. And I wanted to do a test. And when I say a test, it's a real course. It wasn't like a pretend course. <laughs> so the course I wanted to come up with was something fairly simple, fairly quick, so that I could run through the entire process myself, offer a product out and just see what would happen. Because I guess one thing that I would suggest that people think about if they're going to do a course is that you don't want to suddenly do a course that suddenly, I don't know, 20, 30 modules long with five lessons in each module if you've never done anything before. Because who's to say that that's what people want and people are going to buy it and you're going to end up potentially having a huge, huge amount of work putting together this course and then you put it out to sale and no one buys it. So for me, it was very much about create a course that is quick wins. I am a very, um, we were just chatting actually about the fact of we're very practical when we teach and we like to give people things that they can immediately do and and will make a difference for them. So I kept it really succinct, really short. It was four, um, four different lessons and an introduction. So the entire course, if you watched every video start to finish, it would only be like an hour or so. But obviously there's tasks and there's downloads and there's things in between that they can do as well. So for me, it was about being succinct and fairly fairly quick, but making sure that the results they could get from them were massive. And were there, is there, was the format of the course mainly um, video tutorials or was there you know, multiple different types of format for the course? So basically every lesson was a video and it was, um, I wasn't camera because again, if you're starting, I would start small and easy. So I wasn't camera. It was my screen being filmed and I had a mic obviously because I podcast. So I was talking through the slides and talking through what they do. So they had a video for every lesson and they also had a download worksheet, anything that might have supported it. So for instance, one part of the course, um, we talk about content creation and how to come up with content ideas. And I give them a list of national days. So obviously National Coffee Day, National Women's Day, whatever it might be. So that would have supported that particular lesson. So they normally had one or two downloads that went alongside each lesson. Yeah, that makes sense. And and um, so what in terms of creating the content before we go on to kind of after the course? So in the creation and production, what kind of um, repurposing were you able to do of anything you'd created before that you could then put into the course to make the process easier? Yeah, so actually, this was great, this part, because I had spent probably a good year or year and a half training and speaking. So what was happening is I was doing speaking on how to create content. And then I'd do, you know, some training where I'd sit down for half a day with a team or a group of people that booked onto a course or whatever it was. And so I effectively had all this content without really realizing it. So I basically was able to take, oh, there we go. I did a, a talk on how to schedule content. So that was one lesson. And I did a talk on how to create a perfect avatar. That was another lesson. So for me, I basically just pulled in all these presentations that I'd already done. So I'd already created, obviously, 
PowerPoints or however you might like to present. And also, of course, every time I'd done some kind of training, I might have a download. So it's like, yeah, that works really well for that. Or if I had done a lead magnet, so if I'd created a freebie, but actually that freebie worked really well with one of the lessons, then again, I'd put it in with that. So for me, it was just about, actually, I seem to have talked a lot about this recently. How can we just put it all in a succinct, much more easy, step-by-step manageable type way? It's so important to do that, isn't it? I think when you're planning out a course or, you know, a new piece of content, um, it's so easy sometimes to just, you know, that you've talked about these things before, you might have created something before, but you almost just end up kind of reinventing the wheel. And and I it sounds it's similar to with when I was writing my book and how I, I knew what I wanted to go in the book, but then it was right, let's do an audit of what currently exists, what can be what can be um and taken, what can be changed, but what currently exists and what can be used and leveraged and changed in some way. And it just sounds like that's exactly what you did. You knew what you wanted to go in the course, but then did your audit of right. <laughs> a lot of this I've done before, yeah. I've talked about before. Um, and what, so when you're saying that you did quite a lot of speaking um, and you had all these presentations and things like that, was there anything that you could almost directly take? I know you you mentioned obviously the screen tutorials, but more from the, the downloads and the additional supporting documents to help people actually implement what you're teaching them. Were you able to take anything specifically or was it more inspiration and then rehashing and changing a little bit to make it specific to the course to be honest a couple of things I took in exactly as it was and I just got my designer to kind of just make it look in line with the course Mm. so I had things like um when I used to do some training I used to do like a worksheet on creating their avatar so I'd have the kind of options of right you need to write this down and think about this and think about this so that became something I know that one thing that's really interesting when you're creating a course that you're going to sell that sometimes people get a little bit nervous about including things that they've given away previously for free or because I knew that everything I was putting in that course if you had read that blog post been to that talk been at that training, done this thing, that you could have potentially seen it all. But I think the thing to remember is you are putting it all in one place, all concise, all in the order that they need it, giving them the things at the point they need it. So actually, it's not so much don't, for me, I I think there's that guilt of, of, oh, I'm going to start charging for this. And actually, they could have had some of this for free. Yeah, they might have had some of it for free. However, it didn't come in the format that it's coming in right now. It wasn't in the same place. They couldn't get access to that forever. So if someone sat and watched me do a training, they wouldn't be able to re go back and rewatch that training depending on what the training was or where they saw it, you know? So for me, it's like you're putting it all in one place in that succinct kind of format that they can then have access to forever. Yeah, you, you absolutely can't underestimate how um, the price that can be put on actually providing the roadmap, can you, and collating yeah. what you have and then actually providing people the steps and the roadmap absolutely. and the guidance 
not all content out there teaches getting from A to Z. You know, some content is A yeah. to B, then next bit of content is C to D, and next, and then you're actually like piecing it all together and providing all of the steps. So that it's it's essential, isn't it? And people, you know, that's what people are paying for, isn't it? To actually get from the start to the finish with your guidance and your wisdom and your your recommendations on the steps to take it. And yeah. when you were creating the course and you were leveraging what you had and drawing out that roadmap and that perfect course to get people the results that you wanted them to get, when you were identifying, okay, actually, this is something new and different that I'll create from scratch because I haven't maybe talked about this before or presented this in the way that I want, were you then... Um, thinking if I create this new piece of content, this new module or this new step, um, great, I'll do that. But then because I've put the effort into this for the course, I'll go on and do a blog post on it as well or do a video on it. So kind of leveraging the new work required for the course as well. Absolutely. So there were certain things that I did in the course that I hadn't ever put out in the way that I'd put out or hadn't done a whole lot on, which then I was able to use in lots of other ways so for instance one of the bits that's really important about coming up with content for social media is knowing your customer and although I've talked lots of times generally about how to or the fact that people should create a perfect avatar and they should take the time to work out who it is they're talking to and what they need and what their pain points are I don't think I'd ever actually taught it um, and gone through like I did in the course. So what was great about that was I actually did a podcast episode about it because I had the structure there mm. and I could see the structure in front of me. So I did a podcast episode about it as well as then using it as a lead magnet for something else. It's all brilliant to do as well, isn't it? Because it's all aligning all of your current content with what your current offering is as well. It's it's the marketing yeah. funnel as well, isn't it? So it's keeping you consistent with messaging. And then ultimately, if they loved that podcast episode and that was completely on point, then of course, the, the course is going to be highly relevant. So it keeps you really consistent. Exactly. And and so when you'd created your um, your course and then you were, you know, putting it out into the world and and, and then obviously the challenge of actually marketing it and, and getting people yeah. to to want it, what were you um, able to do from repurposing in order to then get that, you know, that challenge of the marketing and the sales process? So what was lovely for me or what I really found useful because I did this course as I mean, like I said, I keep saying using the word test and it's it's not, it's real, it's there. But mm-hmm. because I always knew the objective was to create a membership, an online membership, I wanted to just do the process. So I had this course done and I had people who purchased it. So that was great because it kind of clarified that people liked my style, they liked the way I taught, that that was a good way of doing it. Um, so it was brilliant actually because I could do loads of stuff with it now it's out and it takes a while to do even a a short succinct course can still take time Mm -hmm. but once it's out there the stuff you can do with it is amazing so since we've done the course obviously we had um, a number of people come in and buy it straight away which is great it's it is available to buy all the time but it's not something that I necessarily push really hard because my focus is now on the academy so when I set up the academy obviously I had one of my courses already done so that went immediately into the academy so the whole course in its entirety sat in there as some content and obviously the idea of any membership is is you're adding content all the time 
then what I was able to do is I was able to use sections of that course for lead magnets. Because like you said, Mm -hmm. if someone's downloading something on how to create a perfect avatar, I was able to know that they are the type of people that would be interested in the other things. So one thing I did is I created a lead magnet that was a PDF because they're videos, obviously the investment's a bit more. So on this PDF, it gets to a point where it says, do this thing and create an avatar. And then I say in the PDF, and as a special thank you, here is a link where you can go and view and sign up for this one lesson out of this course. And what's really awesome about that is a couple of things. Or well, one, I'm adding more value. So they're being able, I'm telling them to create a perfect avatar and then I'm giving them the tools to do that. But secondly, they get to see what it's like. They get to see a, a sample and an example of how I teach and what I do. And therefore, if they like that, then brilliant, because they're going to love the academy. So for me, that was great. And it, to pull out that one bit and go, here it is as a lead magnet, was really, really useful and really helpful. Um, and then you could also do things, and I haven't done it with this course, but one thing that I did consider as well is you could pull one bit out and use it as a tripwire. So if one of the lessons is really good and really answers a problem, then if you're doing a lead magnet and you want to offer something a bit more detailed than for money, you know, let's say your course is up for $97, let's just say pounds, whatever. And you then go, actually, but you can have this lesson for seven pounds or 15 pounds or whatever it might be that's almost a no-brainer but again what it's doing is a it's making them feel comfortable giving you money and b it's giving them access to something that then they might go actually I want the rest of it or I really like this style and the academy will work really well for me and that sort of thing so for me you know taking a bit of content and going forward with it was really useful yeah, I completely agree with you. If if they like one module and they realise that actually this is a style that suits me, this way of learning, I really like how Teresa teaches, etc., then um, they're going to most likely go on and want the rest of the course. And then it's it's great for just doing the opposite as well, isn't it? Like it, you don't want unhappy people who, who find actually they don't learn very well in an online way or there's something about about the style that isn't suitable for them then um you're not going to have people asking for refunds or unhappy with the course because uh, actually people who are going on if they've already done a module or seen those snippets they know it's right for them and they know it's going to be the the natural next step to help them them solve the problems that they're going to have so it's a kind of a win-win isn't it but I I was wondering what about from a so from a free content perspective, so um, when you are creating content for social media, so let's say, you know, creating content for LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, things like that, have you ever taken content from the courses that you create? So a lot of video content. So have you taken snippets and sliced and diced free, you know, content from there and then offered it up as just valuable content on your social media profiles? Yeah, so some of the things you can do is I haven't ever really done anything with the videos, which is interesting because strangely enough, I just mentioned to you when I saw you talk, I thought, oh, why haven't I done that? Um, Because obviously that's a great tool. But what I have done is taken the parts of the content out of it. So again, like when someone is going through the course, what's really helpful is I have a Facebook group attached to this course. And when they're asking a particular question, what's great is I can then 
obviously I've got the answer in the course, which I direct them to, but then I can go out to my social media and go, if you're struggling with this, you might want to try this. Because if someone in the group is interested in this, then there's a fair chance actually other people are interested in it too. So that still two-way learning thing, even once you've created the thing, is actually still a really, really helpful thing to do. Mm. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And um, from your perspective, having both the membership and online courses as well, is your ultimate goal really to um, migrate people who've bought standalone courses into your membership? Is that ultimately the goal? Yeah, so yeah. basically it is, but it has changed a little bit in sense okay. of I do want them to, the ultimate goal is I want them in the academy because the academy yeah. for me is where all the value is. It's where I can get on and do coaching calls with them and where they can actually get some um, much more in-depth help in general marketing for their business, not just content creation and not just social media. So yeah. the other thing I've done in terms of repurposing the course in order to help that, because if I can get people into that course, then like you said, there's a really natural progression into if you like this then try something you know a bit more long term so the other thing I've done with the course in its entirety and you you know this is going to be something that some people will go I don't want to do that and some people go yeah that's great is I've actually teamed up with some other people and I've given away the course so uh, I'm speaking at Atomicon next year with Andrew and P and they came to me and said would I consider giving something in order like because they're doing this bundle of courses that anybody who joins and buys a ticket basically gets that course for free so obviously there's a negotiation that goes on between me and them about what do I get for it and how does that work for me and my business and that's something that obviously anybody listening has to decide whether it's worth it but mm. then Ultimately, I gave them the course. The course was then used as part of their marketing and then people came into the course. And obviously, the good thing for me is if they're coming into the course and they're experiencing that, then great. I can do something where I put them into the academy or I can try and convert them to the academy. The other thing I did, and this actually worked like I couldn't believe. So I was asked to go and speak out in Vegas and for whatever reason, I couldn't actually be there in person. And the the uh, people who were putting on the event, the audience was perfect. And you know, and you think, I'm so gutted because actually I'd love to be in front of that audience. They would be mm. perfect for the academy. And I'm, you know, that's a real shame. So anyway, we managed to negotiate the fact of I could create videos for them. And it was their idea. And I was a little bit like, oh, I don't think this is going to work very well. I'm, I'm much better in person. I'm not very natural on video. But I recorded these videos pretending as as if I was literally just doing a talk so they weren't overly edited they were very natural I was my I tried to imagine I'm on stage did this video sent the videos to these guys they were like right we're going to play one video there's three videos going to play them throughout the day and I decided because I wasn't there in person and they there was some definite teaching these were really teaching videos as well and one of the things that we were talking about was content creation they said that their audience had a lot of trouble with content creation so one of the things I decided to do was to again to use that entire course as a lead magnet now at the conference, there was about 400 people. And you know, if you've spoken, that if you're offering a lead magnet from stage, sometimes it depends on the conference. But if you're getting like a kind of 20% uptake, it's pretty good. Yeah. So 
so I and obviously I wasn't there in person so I had no idea how this is going to work I wasn't even in the country so I'm <laughs> sat at home or I'm sat wherever I was and I was like I don't even know when they're playing the videos and my husband and my assistant were both like so what do you think what are you expecting to get from this and I was like I literally have no idea and basically there was 400 people at the conference and I put this course up as as lead magnet material because obviously I wanted to really help these people and 200 people opted into it. Wow, really? Like, can you believe that? I was absolutely dumbstruck. Like, I sat there and I'm like, oh, I had someone opt in. Oh, I had someone opt in. Oh, my God. And it just didn't stop. And it kept going and going. And then for days afterwards, where people must have been going through their notes, I was still having people opt in. And out of those 200 people that opted in, I think there's like two or three of them that then immediately came into the academy. So, for me, even though obviously I took a hit on not charging for that course for those people, for me, it still actually worked really well because one, I had negotiated with the people that I was doing the talk for and we'd obviously discussed the benefit of giving the audience members that. I'd got the course anyway and I then was able to show them this is who I am, this is what I do and obviously some of them converted into the academy. So Again, I wouldn't be completely averse to necessarily giving the course away, but in very specific places. So, for instance, I wouldn't want to upset the people who have paid and obviously then think I just hand it away for free, which mm. obviously I don't. I Two very specific places with very specific, specific credentials meant that they got it. But obviously what they don't see is the behind the scenes stuff. So they don't see that obviously these people paid to go to that conference and therefore that was where perhaps some of the money was coming from or again the fact of the negotiations with Andrew and Pete about why I would do it for them and so obviously you've got to really think about behind how that works for you and your business but it's it's one of those things that maybe that's an option as well. Yeah I absolutely love that it's the it's the the reuse of the entire course isn't it for different audiences different ways of, of selling it and wow that's an amazing story that you were able to imagine that maybe none of us should actually go and deliver talks anymore maybe we, like how did that happen that's no, that's honestly, fantastic. that was and, amazing and my husband was like you should start doing this all yeah. the time like wow crazy. No, that's crazy. It obviously was a super, like you assessed, it was a super relevant audience. It was a shame to miss out. And, and you know, they were fortunate to get that content from you and, and still get to meet you, so to speak, weren't they? And, and it worked out really well for you too. So it sounded like a win-win it situation. Was, yeah. So for anybody who is listening to the show right now, and perhaps they have been, you know, are sitting on lots of content themselves and the prospect of packaging their content into a valuable course for their audience has always been appealing, but maybe somewhat overwhelming. What would you give as your parting, um, one key getting started piece of advice for, for that course creation? So I think the key thing is don't look at Uh, you know some of these courses out there and don't get me wrong there are some amazing courses and I've paid thousands for some of the ones I've got don't look at them and think that's where they started because they absolutely Mm -hmm. didn't so go simple go small and quite honestly we are all so overwhelmed with content that I used to I used to think oh this course is too small and then I thought, but no, I give people exactly what they need to know. I give them the steps. I'm very succinct. I don't go into loads of detail. I show them the practical steps and it does the job. So I think for me, it's about 
first of all, what are you being asked over and over and over and over again? Because that's what you need to do a course on. Often the course is not as big and as in-depth and as fancy and detailed as people think it needs to be. Often it's about some of the most simplest things, but something that also can be evergreen is helpful. So obviously, Social media is one of those things that moves like the wind as well as digital marketing. It can be really tricky. But something like the main structure of creating content hasn't really changed a whole lot. And granted, it could probably do with an update at some point, but it's not it's not that it's wrong. It's just that maybe you know, I've come up with a different way of doing something or whatever. So try and make it evergreen, try and make it simple, succinct, but make it actually do something for them. So give them some quick wins in it so they get it and go, that did this for me and I feel so much better about it now. Yeah, that's brilliant advice. Thank you. And I I love what you said about um, you don't have to you're breaking the problems down you don't have to solve everything in your first course but just being that person that helped them with something and it may be simple to you but it's not simple to them and that's why they need your help so um now that that's really really useful thanks Teresa. so um so where can people go to to find out more about you and connect with you what would be the best place so if you just Google Teresa Heathwaring, you'll find me <laughs> everywhere. Uh, I'm obviously on every social media, but I'm most often on Instagram and Twitter. They're my favorites. So cool. do you can find me over there. And then obviously you can find my podcast, Marketing That Converts, uh, on all the normal places as well. Yeah. And we'll put links to everything in the show notes as well. Cool. So thank you so much for coming on. It's been a great conversation. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks for having me, Amy. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed that discussion. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe if you haven't already and even leave a review. That would be really appreciated as well. Now to let you know, my new book, Content 10X, More Content, Less Time, Maximum Results is now available to purchase. You can get that over on Amazon or if you head to content10x.com forward slash book. I'm getting loads of really great reviews coming in from the book already. So thanks so much to those of you who have already purchased it and left reviews. It really is the ultimate guide to content repurposing and you can discover all sorts of tips and tricks for how to repurpose pretty much any type of content in the book. If you're interested in our fully end-to-end content repurposing service, then head on over to content10x.com as well, where you can find out lots about that. And also give me a follow over on social media. I'm at content10x on all of the social media platforms. So again, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and I'll catch you in the next one.